0: Hello everyone, this is Kathy Olson and welcome to the Secrets of Gorgeous Design podcast. I am so freaked out to record this episode right now. I am literally like, I've been holding, I actually wanted to talk about this topic for a little while, but actually I don't want to talk about it kind of at the same time um, because I think... It's a racy topic as far as it comes. This is as racy as it gets, basically, when it comes to design, right? Um, But I I feel like it needs to be said and it needs to be talked about. So I need to get over the fact that um, I just need to stop caring about what people are going to think when I record this episode and what people are going to say. And I just got to be honest and truthful because I think that it's something that a lot of people do anyways, even if they don't act like they're doing it. And I want to give you guys permission to do this because it is something that's really happening in real life and everybody does it. And um, gosh, (laughs) this why is it so hard to talk about? I don't know. But today I'm going to talk to you about copying other people and how every single one of us do it and how you can do it in a way that doesn't make you feel like a fraud, right? So today, I'm going to talk about the bulletproof way to get inspired from other people. Let's jump on in. My name is Kathy Olson. I'm part of a group of entrepreneurs who are the founders and creative directors of their businesses who have a discerning eye and a ton of heart. If you ask those get-rich-quick types, they would say that pretty design isn't functional and doesn't sell, yet we are proving every day that beautiful and thoughtful details do sell and, in fact, attract unstoppable beauty and wealth. We believe that we can have it all and that sales can be gorgeous. These are the secrets of gorgeous design, and we are here to make creativity lucrative, build gorgeous brands and sales funnels, and to make the world of business a gorgeous place to be. Now, before you commence to throwing anything at me, any like kind of bruised fruit or (laughs) tomatoes or any of that, let me clarify that I have been copied until like kingdom come in my, you know, 10 years of in business and actually even before that, right. And uh, I've been a, a professional graphic designer for 20 years. So trust me, I've been on the other side of it and I've been copied like literally, I mean, sometimes like not overtly, right. Sometimes people are like pretty sneaky deaky about it. And then other, other times people are really, really, um, straight up copying and pasting in my stuff. So I've been through it all and I've been on the other side of it and it feels really crappy being on the other side of it. So it's kind of like this episode is sort of serving for two parts. It's to say, here's how you do it the right way. And here's how you do it so that you don't like make everyone hate you also. Like, here's how you do it the respective way. And if you need to like, just take the word, co- like the word, if the word copying really, really bothers you, then take out that word and just, just, I love the word inspiration because it's obviously, it's more of a positive word. And I love that word. Obviously it's in my business name, Love Inspired. Um, but I just, I think that it it's the same thing, right? So if we're talking about copying somebody versus being inspired by somebody, there's very, there's semantic differences, but I just want to, so basically I I don't care what word you use. I just want you to do it the right way is all I'm saying. Right. Um, but again, I've been copied and I've been on the other side of it. And some people are really sensitive about it. So I actually want to say to, to those of you who are really sensitive about it too. I mean, it definitely depends on how it's happening and who's doing it and how they're acting about it but I, I've also seen people overreact too. I've had clients that have come to me that have said, oh my gosh, look, this person totally ripped off this site that we created together. And I'm like, but did they? Cause it kind of doesn't like, so I think <laughs> I, I say that because sometimes people are, are really oversensitive and they think that, um, that you own every line that looks like that. And you own like the fact that like you can use a frame like that. I mean, Sometimes I can tell that they've been inspired, but that doesn't bother me at all. Um, so again, there's different levels of sensitivity, and that's again why I didn't want to cover this topic because I feel like it's such a hot topic and there's such a heated discussion on both sides. And I, if you don't agree with me, that's totally fine. You don't have to, you know, we can agree to disagree, but, um, you know, feel free to message me privately if you want to hash it out <laughs> um, or maybe not. Maybe I'll just tell you I don't want to talk about it. But either way, um, I just want to give you my version of it because I don't really there's not a lot of people talking about it. So I just figure there needs to be some kind of conversation happening when knowing that this is happening everywhere. Right. Um, so I have three tips for you today on how to this, this, the idea of bulletproof um inspiration. And the reason I say bulletproof is because two things. Number one, I just want it to be, I want you to be able to be inspired by others work and to, you know, to recreate it in yours. And, but in a bulletproof way, meaning that you're above reproach on it. So that if the original designer were to come across it, which sometimes they don't, right? but sometimes they do. <laughs> that's a problem. But um, if the original designer or artist were to come across it, that they would be like, wow, that's a really cool adaptation, right? Like that's like you, what you take, took my idea and ran with it. So that's kind of the idea of the, being bulletproof, but also just for legal reasons, right? Because you can literally get sued if you start copying people left and right and just ripping off all of their stuff. So um, never do that. Never rip anything off intentionally like that um, and just kind of be in, just take it as inspiration, right? Bulletproof inspiration is, is the idea here. So the first thing you can do, um, is make sure that you work on the strategy of the layout before you even get started. I think the biggest downfall that you can do is if you're copying or mimicking or, you know, kind of, um, using your, a design as your muse or whatever. The biggest problem is you can make decisions for the client or for yourself that aren't the best decisions, but that's not the best decisions for, it's not the best solution, right? So if you're just copying over a layout or something blindly, and you're not even taking any any of the strategy into consideration, then you're going to design something that is basically was designed for someone else, right? It's kind of like putting on an outfit that was, that was totally created for some to fit someone else's body perfectly, right? It's just not going to, quite work right. Um, and that's the thing. It's like, I think that a lot of people do. I think a lot of people pick things based on design decisions and not strategy decisions. And that becomes an issue with the client. Obviously, it doesn't help them. It doesn't help them sell to their people. But it also makes it so that it's like the, the solution doesn't quite fit right. So they grow, I'll grow up pretty quickly and they need something new really quickly. And they just, the whole thing was a waste, right? So that's why it's also, again, why I talk about doing strategy before and laying everything out, making sure everything makes sense. And I've done um, a ton, pretty much every other podcast I've done (laughs) where I talk about strategy, but um, I think two podcasts ago, I talked specifically how to design in in a strategic way. So you want to make sure you do that first. If you are designing in a strategic way, If you are making sure the layout fits the client and who is interacting with the brand and actually like making making those conversions and actually making sales, if you're focused on that first, it's going to be pretty hard to copy after that um, just by default because you're going to have your layout and your skeleton sort of already worked out. You have all your planning already worked out. So if you're trying to like, you can't really rip a design, like exactly copy it if you have your own strategy and your own layout happening anyways, right? Um, Because it's going to be in a different configuration anyway, so it'd be pretty hard to recognize. So that's the the first thing that you can do to make it sure that you're using... um, making your design as bulletproof as possible. Make sure that you work out the layout totally separate without the design first. And again, you can uh, listen to a couple episodes back where I talked about how to do that. And then the second thing that you can do is to make sure that you're not totally ripping or or, or copying someone is that you can look for elements to recreate and not the layout as a whole. So you can basically, this is what I do when I'm looking at something that I'm I basically take a lot lot of different inspiration, right? Um, I might have, like the client will send me all these different sites that they like and I see what is similar with them and I really deconstruct them. And I don't look at them as a whole piece. I look at them as little sections of stuff and I just kind of use it as a jumping point. So it's basically like if you were to grab a magazine and kind of creating like a collage and you're just cutting out little pieces and gluing it all together, it's this new thing. It's not like the same anymore. You've changed it. You've tweaked it. You made it your own. You put it all together. You really built this like little Frankenstein monster layout, right? <laughs> um, but then it's totally yours at that point. So that's what I really do. I don't look for layouts as a whole. I don't look for... Um, The sum of its parts. I look at the parts, and so if you kind of think of it that way, is like you know grabbing little little pieces from all different types of designs, and actually just looking for the elements to recreate and the the idea behind the design style. Then you'll no one would ever you know call you a copycat ever, right? Because you're basically taking from all these little different inspiration sources. So I I would say, you know, you want a good three to four inspiration sources at the minimum, if not more. I mean, if you have more than definitely, you know, you're pulling from all kinds of sources. So you won't really have to worry about that. But I would say three to four at a minimum and just kind of be bouncing back and forth and just really deconstructing the layout and looking at it piece by piece and just focusing on this like section and um and not the whole thing as a part. So if you're just looking at okay, I like this little treatment they did there. I like the way that they did this. I like the font they chose or whatever it is, right? So just deconstructing the elements and recreating those for your own design. And then the third thing that I always do that uh, also is makes it so it's bulletproof inspiration is that I sketch it from my memory. So I don't like to actually see the layout as I'm designing because that makes it too close usually. So what I do instead is I take a layout or I take those elements, right? What I was talking about. Um, I look for all those all those little elements and I start sketching out ideas on a piece of paper. So I take a look at it. I'm like, ooh, I, like, I really like the way they use that gold there. I like the way they um, laid this on top of that or I like that font that they use. And then I'll just sketch it and I'll recreate it from sketches like while I'm looking at it, right? I'm looking at it, I'm sketching it out, I'm getting all my ideas, I'm putting it together. But then when I actually jump over to the computer... I do it from my sketch. So that way it's like, it's getting reinterpreted. Your brain is really cool the way it works like that with memory. It's actually funny. Um, I learned a lot about memory and I'm not going to go off too far on this tangent, but I, lo- I learned a lot about how memories work. And basically like you, it re, every time you pull up a thought or an idea or a memory, your body re, or sorry, your brain reinterprets it every time so your the memory will literally change every time you remember it because it gets reinterpreted through your new filter so basically you take an old idea and then it like filters it through your mind which is a different place than it was the last time it remembered it and it actually is a diff- changes the memory it's never static it's never the same memory it changes every time you recall it Which I think is cool, obviously, just because it's cool and I nerd out on stuff like that. But I also think it's cool because when we're doing this design, we're now reinterpreting the design, right? It's not that same thing. We're not making a carbon copy of that idea. We're actually reinterpreting it from our memory, and from what we drew, right? So we have this this whole little sketched out version below, uh, you know, that we're looking down at and we're seeing this new interpreted version. It's kind of like, it's kind of like that whole idea of the phone, you know, telephone, but it's... It's, it's being reinterpreted several times before it gets to the actual computer and designing it. So I love doing that. Um, it makes it feel like it's your own and it is your own, right? Because it's going through several processes to get there. So those really are the three things that I do. And every single time I do these, it makes it so my design is like total totally, it's a new thing. It's a new creature, right? It's a new animal. It's not the same thing anymore. And I don't get accused of being copied or any of that stuff like that. And Of course, you can always come up with your own original ideas too. throw in some original ideas there. Um, but I love, you know, I, I honestly, I love paying attention to what everyone else is doing because it doesn't have to be a a thing of me copying or whatever. But I think if you don't pay attention, there's more of a, it's more to your detriment if you're not paying attention to what's happening or, you know, like in trends and styles. And, um, if you're completely ignoring all that stuff and just going crazy, like avant-garde, like you're not really stretching yourself as an artist and you're not growing with everyone else alongside you. Right. Um, so I think that you can reinterpret things that other people are doing and make them different and push them. And actually, that should be my fourth thing is that you can improve upon other people's ideas. So if you have, you know, you kind of put this all these like this little like Frankenstein, you know, layout together and it's become this new thing. It's become this new creature that you built, but you can also make it better, right? Who says it has to be that way? If it doesn't make sense for the client, right? Change it, make it better. Make the solution better. Make it better than they even made it in the first place, and then people are all of a sudden going to be copying you. But that's another story. Um, but that's how we re- we really innovate. We take we take a foundation built on you know other things that other people do, and we reinterpret all this information. And we're doing this anyways, whether we do it, whether we admit that we're doing it um, or not. This is happening completely on a subconscious level anyways. There's nothing we design that we've we've never seen before. There's nothing new under the sun. So this is happening in our brains anyways. So I'm just like going with it and and getting inspired so you don't stare at a blank screen. So I definitely do this when I can't think of anything, when I'm just like stuck and I just need some ideas. This is what I do. So I just got to be honest about it. So I hope that was helpful for you guys today. I just hope that made you feel better that if you already are doing this, that you feel better, that it is totally normal. Um, I think you're totally normal. I think you're fine. And I think this is the bulletproof way to get inspired from other people and just to keep creating and challenging and becoming a better designer. So thanks guys. I appreciate you so much and I'll see you on the next one. Are you ready to join in the fight against ugly design? Yeah? Then head over to www.gorgeousdesignsecrets.com. There you will find high-end design resources, insider designer tips, and an amazing tribe of others just like you.